That is so scary. <laughs> Michael Jackson, a place without a name. With no name. A place with a name, though. That's actually wrong. Um, Jeffrey actually just said, how can Michael Jackson still release songs? Because he isn't with us anymore. That's very weird. I hey? can't understand. Isn't that odd? <laughs> Bizarre. I'm going to Google that now. And but that's that quite out. a cool song. Na, 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 na. Where's that from? Um, what song is that from? It should be a sample from, from na, na, It must na, be like an 80s na, na, or na, na, 70s sample. Who can tell us? Where is that from? Na, 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 na. I can't believe I'm gnawing to start the show. You're with Helen Dubois. It's uh, the Stan Katz experiment minus Stan and Katz and the experiment. Kate Normington's also off uh, gallivanting. So you've got me today doing things slightly differently. I'm going to be chatting to a whole bunch of boys. Yes. <laughs> does, does that include me? Including Helen? you. I'm surrounded oh, okay. by boys. There's not That's a girl cool. in sight. I'm going to be uh, chatting to the Bala brothers. I've got Zwei and Pello in studio. They're doing this fantastic show, a live show, coming up in October at the Lyric Theatre. But this show is extra special because it's actually going to be aired on PBS stations in America. So that's quite a coup. Pretty awesome stuff. So Zwei and Pello are going to be in with me um, in a little while, and we'll be chatting about that show. And uh, I'm also going to be talking to... Gil Ovid, who is one of the dragons. I would do a dragon sound, but I don't think I can. Can you do a dragon sound? I can't. You did, <laughs> you did one this morning, though. That, no, that's, that's like, I don't know. That's dragon. dragon uh, Dragon's Den SA is about to hit our screens, and uh, that's starting on September the 23rd. So um, right now we welcome to Cliff Central, Gil Ovid. Hello, Gil. Gil's not on, on Oh, he's on not? No. Not oh, I yet. thought he was. No. I'm looking at the thing counting down. Anyway, Gil's going to be with us very, very shortly chatting about that. And uh, have you seen Dragon's Den, Jeffrey? The, the British? Yeah, that's very cool. The British version. Uh, that's very it's cool. It's kind of hectic. Hey? You know, if you haven't seen it, it for the listeners um, um, who, who haven't seen the show, yeah. people come and they pitch their entrepreneurial ideas yeah. to a panel. Now, on this panel, there are a bunch of very successful businessmen and women or entrepreneurs themselves and they decide if they're going to invest in the idea mm. it must be very stressful it i mean be I, so I wouldn't stressful. be able to do that the thing is with the of- i noticed with the british one and i don't know if this was a tactical thing that they did but the studio was actually upstairs yes so that they had in to this kind weird of weird building yeah, yeah and they almost crazy. had to kind of run up the stairs before they did their pitch so ultimately they were kind of out of breath and huffing and puffing and uh Trying yeah, to pitch their idea after running up all these stairs. And it's a lot of money that, that get invested in these, um, ideas. If you think about, um, I mean, I've seen episodes where it's 100,000 pounds, 200,000 pounds investments on an idea, which is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, I just got a, a message from Nicolene Fisser who said, uh, hello, Helen and Jeff. Hello, Nicolene. Hello. Um, she said that she's glad that I'm back and, uh, shame, assault on Saturday. What? Uh, I, oh, she had a Helen assault. Yeah. She was watching a an advert for some slim and lift skinny jean leggings, and uh, did I do the voice for it? Yes, I did. <laughs> and then she saw the ad for saving, saving rhinos. Yes, that's me. So you were you were assaulted. You were assaulted by me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty rough. Thanks for tuning in, Nicolina. Right now, I'm going to welcome on the line. It is Gil Ovid. He is one of the dragons. Rah! Hello, Gil. Hello. 
how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, fantastic. Loving this weather. I know, right? But apparently there's a cold front coming, so don't get too excited. <laughs> it's just winter's last stand. It's their last Loudest. little, don't worry, I'll yeah. be back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Gil, um, super, super excited about Dragon's Den SA coming to our screens on Mzanzi Magic um, on Tuesday, Tuesday, the 23rd of September. Um, let's talk about you, though. You are one of the dragons, and uh, you've you've had quite a quite a life, and you are a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial start in life. Where did it all begin? Um, well, uh, you know, it's strange because I've spoken to so many entrepreneurs, and and the truth is that they don't really, many of them don't really start off thinking they're going to go into entrepreneurship. Mm. They, they it just happens, and they kind of like. Uh, find a passion, follow it, and then one day wake up and realize, oh, this is called entrepreneurship. Okay, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. And, and that's kind of like what happened to me. I was um, I was on TV at the age of 15. Uh, I, I remember that. A, a youth magazine for many lifetimes ago. That's very, very bad that you... you yes, I'm showing my age. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> but let's move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I quickly found out that uh, I actually preferred being... Uh, behind the scenes as opposed to in front of the cameras. And I, I just felt that that really is deciding what 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 the story is going to look like yes. and almost be master of your destiny. And I guess a parallel between being a director is, uh, is can be drawn to being an entrepreneur because mm. it's being master of your destiny and deciding you know, what your vision is and trying to execute on that vision. Yeah. So um, when I left school, I, I I started a TV production company with a partner called Vusi Twala. We now known as Vusi Zion. Yeah. And we started a production company, and and that was the beginning of the entrepreneurial days. Amazing, and it's just um, all come on from great leaps and bounds from there as well. Um, you, what are you doing well, right now? I, you, I just want to yeah. let me just clarify. So I, I'd love I'd love that to have been the story, but the reality is that um, there were many failures before the current success. So it, it, it wasn't all peachy. Uh, it never is. Well, I think that that creates character and, and it makes an entrepreneur keep going. I suppose you've got to have the failures and you've got to have the lessons to be able to find your niche and 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 initiate your ideas going forward. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm personally as an investor, I'm very attracted to failed entrepreneurs. I know it sounds really strange, but yeah. um, even on the show. And not just me, but the other dragons kind of reacted the same way. As soon as uh, an entrepreneur came down into the den mm. and said that this is like the third time round, all of a sudden we all vied for for to do a deal. Yes, so it's yeah. Kind of strange, and I think because you understand, these are like taken aback. Yeah, they're like, oh, wait a minute, I just admitted failure, and you're fighting to invest. <laughs> and and the truth is that um, third time round is um, is promising. It means you know how to take defeat, mm. pick yourself up, and start again. But how do you know when to give up on an idea? Because I think that's also an interesting sort of character trait of entrepreneurs is following through with an idea to the point where either it's going to be a success or you know it's time to drop that and move on to the next idea. Oh, I mean, it's such a tough, uh, such a tough answer. And there's nothing worse than seeing uh, entrepreneurs who throw more good money off the bad. Yeah. And it often is the case. And there are no rules. 
Mm. Um, just like in business, there are no rules. Mm. And uh, I, I guess um, as you progress in your business career, one of the traits that you learn is the understanding of when it's time to stop flogging a dead horse <laughs> exactly. and when to move on. Mm. And, uh, you know, sometimes the best ideas just aren't executable. Yeah. And, um, and you, you need to know that, uh, you know, uh, roll with the patient tomorrow's another day, mm-hmm. pick yourself up and start again. And it's not the worst thing to start again. And the truth is people are embarrassed and, you know, they, they feel that they're failures. Bring it on. Yes. Move on. Yeah, exactly. Get up and go. Yeah. Dust yourself off and carry on going. Yeah. And that, I mean, you're, yeah. you're very successful with um, being the CEO of the Creative Council. What exactly do the Creative Council do? Uh, well, I mean, if, uh, what if don't I they that, do? that would help a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, so the official line is that uh, we're a sales and marketing company that offer holistic services mm-hmm. to clients across multiple categories. So um, everything from creative strategy design through to field marketing, activations, promotions, it's quite a broad group of companies that, that offer holistic solutions to clients. Yeah. And um, we're very proud to have like really big multinationals and large locals, part of our client base from Unilever to Vodacom to Nokia to LG, mm-hmm. um, all the big, the big boys, we, we're very proud to be representing them in one way or another. Incredible. So now tell us, Gil, what can we expect um, on Dragon's Den, South Africa? <laughs> so, okay, are, so, are you nasty? Really are any of the dragons really horrible? Um, okay, so, so let me start by first saying that so there is a very strict format to Dragon's Den, right? And uh, all over the world, the look and feel is the same. The set is very similar. The, the format, the style, the editing, everything is very similar. But what I've realized, having shot uh, some of the episodes, is that whilst the, the, the fundamentals are the same, the one thing that is different between each country is the cultural culturalisms yes. okay, that come out, both from the entrepreneur's perspective and the dragon's perspective. So what's transpired is, I think if you look at some of the international shows, the guys are really tough. And they have no doubt we were tough as well. Yeah. But I think all the dragons felt compelled to give back, to guide, to inspire, to mentor, and to give a lot of feedback. So I think what, what will probably come out of the show is that as harsh as we may sound sometimes, it's done from a good place. Yes. We're yeah. not there to destroy people. Or embarrass them. Because uh, I did, think they do. On yeah. the British ones, sometimes you get the sense that they have embarrassed them slightly. Yes. So we didn't set out at all to embarrass, but we did set out to clarify mm. what expectations there would be yeah. uh, from from an investor. So I don't think we suffered fools lightly. And if someone was taking a chance, we made sure he knew that we knew that he was taking a chance. Yeah. But uh, I don't think we were setting out to destroy people's dreams either. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Tell it. Tell me a little bit about um, about the other dragons that um, yeah. are on the panel. Ah, I mean, it is amazing because uh, we are all such different personalities with such incredibly diverse backgrounds. Uh, and it is weird because um, other than Vusi, one of the dragons, uh, Vusi Tembekwayo, yeah. correct, he's the youngest JSC listed director. He is the world's public 
speaking champion, the world public speaking champion. Yeah, somebody so, told me actually here at Cliff Central that he he was talking in Las Vegas recently, and on the same night that he spoke, Celine Dion and David Copperfield were performing, and he sold out before they did. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That's <laughs> incredible, but I'm not surprised. I mean, he has shared the stage with the world's luminaries, and he's held his own. And seeing him in action uh, just makes that so obvious. Mm-mm. But uh, so other than Bussy, I didn't know any of the others. I'd heard of them, obviously, but I'd never, I'd never met them. And each one of them um, has such a great story. So we've got Lebo, who is a township entrepreneur, Gunguluza, legend. L- yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he's got this—he's uh, got an incredible, incredible story of success and sheer will, tenacity, and in- inventiveness. You have uh, Lebo Radebe, who is um, one of the founding members of the BE Charter. She's given so much uh, to public policy and government, and is now running a massive VC fund. And Vinnie Lingham, who has just uh, totally coincidentally, timing is amazing. Just while we were shooting. He had sold his third startup, GIFT, G-Y-F-T, GIFT, mm-hmm. for uh, an undisclosed amount, but suspected to be between 50 and $100 million. And the guy lives in Silicon Valley, but he's homebred, very, very South African. And, um, and I mean, he, one of his partners in this third venture of his was Ashton Kutcher. And he's like, yeah, Ashton and me. I'm like, don't, don't call him Ashton. He's Ashton, Ashton okay? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Exactly. So um, each one of them has, you know, one is a tech genius. Another one is a township entrepreneur. Um, each one ha- brought a different flavor. Mm. And it was weird because the dynamic, we almost instantaneously clicked. And on the first day, we kind of looked at each other when we were rehearsing and getting everything right. So we kind of looked at each other and said, listen, guys, let's agree to be respectful, but no holds barred. Yeah. And we stay like it is because we owe it to the viewers and owe it to ourselves. And our own money is on the line. Yeah, exactly. It's not like we can take those kind of It costs. is your own money. So, that's a, that's an interesting yeah. point. So you yeah. can't play around. Yeah, you can't play sure. around. So we kind of agreed on that basis. And as a result of that agreement, the dynamic was incredible because at times we would partner, at times we would fight each other. Sometimes we'd fight in front of the entrepreneur trying to get a deal over the next person. And like two minutes later, the, the deal would be over. The deal would be done with whomever. And we'd like be having a coffee and waiting for the next uh, entrepreneur to come through. Mm-mm. Well, it sounds fantastic. I can't wait for this to start. Uh, Gil, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning and uh, sharing your entrepreneurial views. And I can't wait to see you all, all the dragons. Can you can you do that? I've been trying to make it sound like a dragon the whole morning and I can't do it. Zwei Bala's here. Maybe he can do it. I don't know. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out, yes. Yeah, um, so I had to do that. Um, we saw about 85 deals. Yes. And uh, for most of them, obviously, I had to do that. So uh, um, I've uh, really enjoyed speaking to you, but right now... You can't do a dragon noise. And I was about to do it. So oh, good. Do it, do it. Ready for it. Do it. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm setting it up. So here okay. we go. Okay. So, Helen, been great speaking to you on Cliff Central, but unfortunately, right now, I'm out. Oh, Gil, thank you so much, mate. We'll catch you on the telly. Sure. Have a good day. Right. Bye-bye now. Bye. That's Gil Ovid, one of the entrepreneurs on Dragon's Den, South Africa. It starts Tuesday, 23rd September, 7 p.m. on Mzanzi Magic. Zwei Bala has just stepped into the studio, looking very summery and...
chilled. We're going to take a breather. Goldfish uh, moonwalk away, and we'll be back chatting to Zwei Bala about this fantastic show that's coming up at uh, the Lyric Theatre at Goldview City. It's insane. Goldfish and Moonwalk Away. Very cool song, that. Love it. Awesome. It's awesome. Love it. In and studio- local. And local. Yeah. Local is lekker. And uh, we've got lo- local boy, or local man, gentleman, Zwei Bala in the studio. Oh, Welcome to Cliff Central, Zwei. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good to have you here. Yeah. We are having a little chat now about that Michael Jackson song. I was asking Zwei if he'd heard it. It's called Place With No Name. And uh, Cindy Mundo very, very kindly sent us a message on the WeChat um, Cliff Central 
Doo-doo. WeChat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to say it is a horse with no name. That's the sample that they did. Okay, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Actually. It's awesome, actually. Uh, it's, it's, because I've just fallen in love awesome. with the album. Oh, is it awesome? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. And, yeah. um, and we've got Nick here as well, who apparently knows quite a lot about that song. So tell us, so, Nick. Uh, how did it work, Nick? Uh, Nick is, by the way, Nick is uh, he's job shadowing here for, for this week. Yeah. So just tell us about that. Um, it was basically pre-recorded um, in 2000. Yeah. It was basically um, recorded, um, obviously, before his death. Um, it was released. Um, not after. No, not after. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Um, it was basically released um, by Escape. Um, which is a record label. Um, it's um, called Love Never Felt So Good. Um, and previously it was called Horse Never Felt So Good. Horse uh, with No Name. Yeah, Horse With No Name, yeah. How do you, if you, if you have a horse with no name, how do you tell them to, to go, like, to go faster? Because normally you would, like, whip them with a crop and go, come on, licorice, or whatever the horse is. I used to have, don't laugh at me. I used to have a horse called licorice. Stop it. It was a black horse. It was very cool. Yeah, um, apparently, um, well, it said that Michael Jackson has actually sold more, um, Singles than um, after his death and before. Than before. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Hi, Nick. Welcome to Cliff Central. Thank you very much. Very cool to have you. And Zwei, thanks for coming in, man. Pelo is apparently not feeling well. Has he got that dreaded flu? Uh, yeah, he's just not. It's well. a nightmare. Yeah. So. <laughs> but the reason I got you in is to talk about this. Well, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about the brothers, uh, the family. But I want to also talk about this show that's coming up because it sounds fantastic. And it's going to be broadcast on television in America. In all of America. In all of America. How on earth do, did that come about? That, that somebody got in touch with you and said, we want to, um, the Bala Brothers to do a live show and we're going to film it and we're going to broadcast it. Yeah. Um, someone, uh, introduced us to a, a gentleman who was out in, uh, in Amsterdam who's mm-hmm. done, who's been doing PBS, uh, who's been producing PBS shows for the longest time. Yeah. So, um, and this guy took a liking into seeing, you know, that we did, uh, Empress, live at Empress Palace a couple of years ago. So, uh, he really liked what he saw and he, he thought, uh, you know, uh, this could be a success, you know, it Incredible. could be a success. So he basically said he's willing to take the, the risk with us mm-hmm. and uh, approached PBS and, uh, in next to no time, PBS was vice president was Let's down. Do this he thing. was down here in South Africa. Oh my gosh! Uh, with the here with this guy from Amsterdam and guy from Washington DC mm. and uh, and Warner Music as well. Uh, they all came out just to see us. So we put up a showcase uh, in Joburg somewhere. Yeah. Just a little showcase just, just for, just for, for the four guys. Yeah wow. and uh, yeah and then the and then PBS uh, upped their commitment. They like. We got incredible. to do this. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely anyone who knows PBS, mm. they get very excited at the news. They like, that's the best shot you can get. <laughs> but now you'd already, you've been to America. You guys have, have done shows in yeah. America as well. What is your following like there? <laughs> well, normally, um, even from the TKZ days, uh, mm. the following that you get is, is mostly from Southern Africans. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, who want to introduce the music uh, abroad. Uh, but, uh, I've always wanted, I've always seen Bala Brothers belonging on Oprah, belonging on all these big stages. Cause actually, we decided to form it after I saw, um, Il Devo. Mm. And I was like, man, we can sing much better than yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Guy. Let's actually go for it. That's what I want. Well, the yeah. funny thing is, I think things like Il Devo and s- certain of these bands and, and, and groups that are put together are put together by marketers. 
You yeah, know, that, that, absolutely. That, that it's a pure money-making thing. And yes, they're talented. And it's a sort of a, a formula that they use to put these people together. But yeah. you guys are blood. Yeah, and so I thought, and I thought the, sto- the story is just so much better. I mean, yeah, for sure. uh, not only are we brothers, we, we sing part opera. Mm. And we're black from Africa. You know? <laughs> You're black? Oh, you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you look closely. <laughs> and uh, and the sound, that's the thing as well. I mean, your your sound and your sort of style is, is very different. Well, um, I think... Popra. They they called it popra. Well, yeah, I read some, some article and yeah, they yeah, said yeah, popra. They, yeah, they say popra. But I think we've done almost everything mm. in music uh, as individuals and, uh, you know, as producers and just, you know, as music makers. Yeah. Uh, you know, we started off... At church, of course, and it's gone off to choral and Drakensberg Boys Choir. We did gospel, jazz, quieto, and everything in between. Yeah, but I mean, what what are your what so, are your roots? So then? it comes. So it comes in through uh, what we really did with Father Brothers that we used what we what we studied and and mm. were trained in, which was voice. Yeah, you know, and that's what we applied onto what we do. But uh, whenever we do a show, we we vary uh, what you do. So it mm. does, you can be into music or you, you can be into classical music or not, but you'll really enjoy the show. By the end of the show, you'll be on your feet and dancing. That's a promise. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But I mean, you, your background as well, you've, you've got, um, you've done courses at Berkeley, yeah, yeah. um, orchestration and arrangements and all that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So you really are the, the full Monty. Yeah, so I to just, speak. I just, yeah, no, I never want to leave anything. Uh, Up to anybody else. Yeah, no, you don't let anyone. Touch. Yeah, no, it's like anything. I I don't know. I really I'm I'm keen on on learning. Uh, I've always mm. been into into music directing and arranging. So after I did a musical called Soweto Story. Yeah. And and won a Nala for it. My first musical that I actually wrote music. Amazing. And, you and I thought, no, award, man, yeah. I actually want to go into film. So then I went into film scoring. So and of oh. course, you know, working on Zambezia and Kumba and stuff like that, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's another direction that will always be there. Are you, how do you sort of find the time to balance that, um, doing those kind of projects and the arranging side of things and, and your career? Because, I mean, you've got a solo career as well and the, and the Bala Brothers. Yeah, I think it's whatever. The nice, I like having different things to do, you know, when I get up every morning. Yeah. The one day is not like the other. Uh, so it depends what I have time for and mm. obviously... Sometimes what pays more, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, or sometimes I can take, I mean, with, with uh, a lot of films coming out of, uh, out of South Africa, there isn't enough budget. There isn't, you mm. know, and it's small productions. So, uh, I'll take that little job as, as me actually getting some practice, Yes, you know, yeah. cause I want to, I want you to want be to writing, that. you know, I want, I need sure. to get the practice. I need to actually be working and, mm. and also meeting musicians and meeting new people and, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, getting introduced to new things. Incredible stuff. Mm. And now uh, between the brothers, uh, Pe- Pelo, like we said, it w- wasn't well and couldn't be here. Luis, uh, he's just so busy, isn't he? He's running around, yeah, doing always, his thing. Always, always. How do you um, stop, get together, and and work on your stuff? Because you, all three of you, are are artists in your own right and doing your own thing. Uh, Is I, it like on on a weekend? Yeah, I our, thing. I think our wives have really. But that's, <laughs> are they the ones who organize your calendars? Yeah, they've, uh, they've really uh, uh, gotten the hang of it and yeah. know how to handle it. Okay. Uh, but I think working together has actually uh, been a been a good thing that mm. we actually do see more more of each other through work. Yeah. As opposed to yeah, no, we'll do Sunday lunch, you know, because <laughs> that's not possible. Like to always make it because mm. especially as musicians, we're always busy on weekends or you know when yeah. people are chilling, we need to be there singing for our supper. 
So uh, actually working together and actually uh, being on the road together actually mm. helps us spend time together. And what is the dynamic between the, the, the three of you um, in as much as the Bala Brothers act? Um, you've got the sort of orchestration arranging and that kind of thing. How, do, how does it all come together? I guess uh, I'm the... You're the boss. Uh, yeah, they say, I'm the, they say I'm the speaker of the band <laughs> and Luiso is the, is the R&B crooner. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and Pelo is the sweet one uh, <laughs> that uh, every woman wishes they were 21 again. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we, we just, uh, you know, we, we, we handle it even in how we distribute melodies uh, mm. throughout the songs and how we set it up. We all know, we all know our places. You know your you know, place. And, how to, and, how and was to it always like that in your house? I mean, I know that you were away and you all went to Drakensberg Boys Choir Um was it was it always like that? Was there always music in your life? Oh, no. In your house? Oh, definitely. Uh, always. Even people that spend time with our family. Uh, if it's a nice lunch, be it Christmas or whatever. You're uh, at some po- At some point, someone is going to start singing and everyone Aww. is going to sing. And there's like 10-part harmonies going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a... In fact, Louisa likes to say that growing <laughs> up, we never knew that there were people who actually couldn't sing. Mm. You just thought because the whole family can everyone sing. can sing. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay, we understand if maybe you you can't have a little bit of a vibrato, but I mean, they singing, all can, yeah, they all can sing. Yeah, no. That's quite a gift for the whole family to be able to do that. Yeah. I actually remember I met your mother once at the Artia Coffee. Okay. Um, there was a there was a, a filming of something, and I, I remember going, and I just happened to be sitting next to her, okay. and I had a chat to her, and she's just the proudest mother <laughs> in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To 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 bring up bring up these boys. Yeah. Um, so, so who are your, who were your influences growing up to, to sort of push you into the style that, that, that you do? I know that you, you kind of dabble yeah, in everything not, now. Yeah, well, it's been, uh, it's been all sorts of things. I mean, growing up, uh, in the township, uh, there's the church, there's the folk music, there's the different activities that happen in the township, and mm. all of them have their own dances and own song. Uh, you know, and the radio, which played, all sorts of things from yeah. back then. Uh, and uh, now getting into music, uh, you know, going to the Drakensberg, then we got introduced to the great masters of, of music, your Mozarts and Handels. And if you're interested in songwriting and arranging and production, mm-hmm. then you, you listen to the harmonies, how everything is set up. And yeah, and that went on to, you know, just liking vocal bands. And uh, and I only went, I only started clubbing at the age of 21. Really? So, I was just studying and studying, studying and, <laughs> and and working these things out and uh, and analyzing music. Yeah. Uh, so it's been all sorts of influences and also you know working with great people like you know Huma Sekelas and so on. Uh, you know they also opened me up to uh, a whole new world of mm. of other things that are happening. You know, uh, otherwise I can say we we are deeply rooted uh, in our Africanism. And, uh, you know, with the scope of, you know, with the scope that goes far. So yes, we yeah. can take everything else and apply it into, into sure. who we are and what to do. Uh, we're going to take a little breather and, uh, and play. What, what are we going to hear, Jeffrey? Uh, yeah, what, track, <laughs> what track is it? I was it? told track two. Track two. What, <laughs> track so what is track two? It's, it's actually <laughs> track two. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's called, <laughs> it's called Masibuyelane. <laughs> Masibuyelane. Masibuyelane, yeah. Uh, Loiso came. <laughs> Luiso uh, wrote the first uh, three lines of the song and said, "Hey man, I just don't know how to carry on with it." And then I took it and arranged it, and then we just had this beautiful. Yeah, we'll be chatting more with Zwai after this. Masabuyalani. That's right.
Central.com. Masebu Yalane. That's right. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And it, it means? It is a love song. It's a love song. Masebu Yalane. That sound like, yeah. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what does it mean again? It just means, uh, it's a cry for lost love, right? Okay. You know, let's get It's very together. beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful song. The Bala Brothers, all three of you doing your playing. On yes. that song, um, where where do you record? Have you got your own studio? You must do. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, it can be for pre-production or mm-hmm. whatever else we do. Uh, it depends on what we do. Like, okay, this was a live recording, but uh, yeah. otherwise, the first album we did at the M1 Studios because we had the and know, SABC because we had the big. Those studios are so scary. <laughs> I did I did a session there once, and I was on my own, and it was at M1, and they put these like. Little partitions up in that room. Yeah, and yeah. it's like yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel so alone right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a pretty awesome studio, though. Yeah. Did so you do that with with the orchestra? And yeah, with the full Johannesburg oh, Festival Orchestra. Awesome stuff. Yeah, man. we actually put it together very quickly because Pelo was on holiday, mm-hmm. and he was still at the Drakensberg, and uh, we just thought, hey, let's we do have this. Some, we have something here. How yeah. quickly can we put an album together? So we just got different guys just to do orchestrations and so on. And we're That's in there. awesome. Yeah. Book the studio and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You say, I mean, you do produce a lot of your stuff, but you have worked with with other producers. Um, who who else have you worked with? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody kind of sticks working, out. Working all the time. You're the best producer. <laughs> <laughs> the best Short of saying that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I've uh, I've worked with different people on different stuff. Uh, you know, be it be it albums or just yeah events or collaborations or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, all collaborations. Yeah. Did you? Have, I know Quincy Jones was here. Did you? Did you meet Quincy? Did you? Yes, yes, yes. Man, yes, I love Quincy. Quincy. Yeah, yeah. You haven't worked with him, have you? No, shame. On your back shame for him, man, because uh, I think you'd really enjoy working with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna no. call. Is he still around? Uh, Quincy, no, he died. I don't know. Don't. I don't know. No, you, to... you mean died. No, he's he's around. Hey, as around like someone. He's Earth. alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. He no, just... I was gonna I was gonna track him down and, and hook it, hook it up. Ah, no. He should be like eighty two now. I'll give him a badass quieto track. What's that, Quincy? That is Quincy. Yes. This is Quincy. It's called Quincy. No, it's. <laughs> it's but this is the. Um... It sounds like Takalani or something. It's Austin Powers, oh. baby. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? That was very, very cool. left of center, but that's very cool. Very, very, very yeah, cool. Very nice. The, the, the one Quincy, the, the back, what was it, back on the block? Quincy Jones. Yes, yes. That's an incredible yeah, album, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, who, who locally kind of sticks out for you? Who, do you listen to a lot of local music? Are you sort of out there? I'm very, no, like I say, um, uh, I'm very, I'm very African in every way, you know? Are you? And, uh, I listen to, the older folk, even the young ones, I'm always trying to keep in touch and mm. check what's happening. Uh, but like I say, that I, I analyze a lot. So I know that this guy just has a nice voice, but this one is a musician. This one is a great writer. Okay. And, you know, this one is... Also, when I have to put events together, I have to think what's going to talk to, yes, yeah. you know, to the client and, and so on. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm always checking out uh, even West African uh, guys. I've worked to Yosundo and Salif Keita. Wow. So like I, I'm always just checking, checking out stuff, but I'm, I'm big on development. Mm, mm. And there is, there's so much young new talent out there as yeah, well. Yeah. And a lot of them that don't make it on idols or, exactly. or, or pop stars, you know, uh, even if they from out of town, mm, I, mm. I always try and. You can spot them. Yeah. And try and, I mean, a lot of them have moved up to Johannesburg and, mm. you know, I put them on shows, backing vocals and. Uh, to give them experience and yeah, give them yeah, a. Yeah. And then do, in the sort of Bala Brothers fold of the company um, is the record label. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, in record label in the sense that we we want to own everything that we do. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we really don't have time. It's so good. Much. It's so good though. I mean, you have to with an empire like that. Yeah. And it being a family, you've got to keep your eye on the ball. Yeah, because on I'm the a, Bala, so to speak, yeah. keep your eye on the Bala. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, otherwise, it's really not cool doing this one thing, but then they want another song that you've done, but then yeah. you have to go and talk to Sony and. The one oak that handles your stuff is not there anymore, and it's like, nah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So how how's it going to work now with the PBS show, um, Zwa Bala? The Bala Brothers going to be performing at the Lyric Theatre on the 24th and 25th. I know they always do two nights when they do live shows, so that they can yeah. they can kind of get the best of 
Yeah. Or yeah. in case someone throws undies on the stage uh, or something yeah. like that. It uh, happens, right? Yeah, you must, but I just mustn't lose a tooth or something. <laughs> exactly. That would be a bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how's that going to work uh, with the PBS thing? Because you said Warner Music has, is involved in that. No, no. Ba- they basically, they're basically releasing um, that DVD. That DVD. And yeah, and will there be a DVD and CD? Or is it yeah, just, DVD yeah? and CD. And, uh, and uh, you know, then we're basically artists of Warner from now on. Okay, yeah. oh, so you sign now? Yeah, we sign now to Warner. For, from, for three years or whatever yeah, it is. Years. I won't ask you about the yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Record deals are funny things, man. Things oh. have changed so much. Oh, Lord. They have, haven't they? Don't go there. Because gone are the days. I, I mean, back in the day, you, you could get a, a record deal and they would sort of pay for everything and do things for you and take the royalties from that. And these days, they don't really want to do anything. Yeah. They and want the full package. And yeah, and, and uh, it's a pity. Back in the day, there used to be artist development. Yes. You know, and, and there isn't really. And they still have that in the record companies, but they call it something different. And yeah, they don't really. but now I think even, I mean, a lot of the artists I'm not from are not fully signed to the mm. big record labels. And the indie guys are not taking care of them. You yeah. Know, um, I know I was talking about one big artist. Uh, who, who plays an instrument, and uh, she's not great <laughs> at the instrument, and she's doing so well. And I was just saying to a friend, and uh, and I was saying to a friend, you know, it's such a pity. Why don't they just send this girl to go and just really master this yeah. this instrument? Yeah. You know, like as part of. Then the more she grows, then you know she can be, you know, she spectacular. Can be, you know, she oh. can be and getting and she can get better at this instrument, and it would be so nice because she's so popular. One day she can, you know, she can have an unplugged she session. Can be a legend. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. your Tracy Chapman's, your, uh-huh. you know, uh, all these other chicks that grab an instrument and play the hell out of it. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. And really just showcase herself as a musician because mm. she writes music of that standard and it can also improve her songwriting anyway. Sure. So yeah, so people, uh, they just They're not look investing. At, the, at the back, man, you know, mm. and we're missing out on the stuff that, that stays for ages. Yeah. You know? The obvious stuff, and they're not going to take a chance. So the Bala Brothers uh, company, have you signed other artists yeah, uh, yeah, under your yeah, fold? Yeah, yeah, we do, um, but it's just not a heck of a lot. Uh, there's mm. an artist that we're taking out, uh, Uh She actually studied jazz. and uh, Is she in the um, gospel choir? No. Oh, there's, no. A, there's an artist that comes out of the... The gospel choir. Which, uh, I don't know what her Joya name is. Joya so, Soweto Gospel Choir. Soweto Gospel. No, she's not from oh, okay, no, okay. She's, I thought she's actually a jazz out. artist. And okay. our, her mother and our and our father used to sing together in the oh, group wow. yeah, when they were young. So, uh, so she's she a sang. jazz artist. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm doing a Jill Scottish vibe, you know, with her. But uh, that is African. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, and I'm busy completing an album with a sangoma. <gasps> yeah, first ever. With done. a Sangoma. Yeah. But now tell me, I also read somewhere that Pelo is, is he's had the yeah. calling and he, he's going. He's, yeah. He's going to be a Sangoma as yeah, well. Yeah, he's done actually. Is he done? Yeah. Where did that come from? He's not here, so we can't ask him. You've got to speak on behalf Yeah, of. no, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it happens. Unfortunately, you don't choose it, you know, it Mm-mm. chooses you. So did he always know? Sorry? Did he always know that, that no, he, he, he wanted didn't. to do it? Did it no, just kind of come to him? It just happened and uh, thank God at least, you know, I was around to... Uh, to help you know? yeah yeah so uh because it is quite hectic and people think it's fashion sometimes or just like you like things yeah. and no one likes being a sangoma because you know it's always associated with with being dirty backward you know it's like ah what's this stuff now you know like our yes. cu- our african cultures are always looked down upon 
Uh, so, but uh, once you embrace it, you mm. know, it can be a journey that is, uh, it really opens up new things, even though it's our cultures. Yes. But there's a lot that we don't know about our own culture. So now that it's close to you and your family, there's so much more that you're sort of getting a handle on. Yeah, absolutely. And and I wonder how that is going to change him musically. Is, is it going to Well, there's a lot of him? there's a lot of great music there. Mm. I mean, I, we love music. And, yeah. And I love indigenous music. So I was saying to him the other day, oh, dude, this is so cool. I'm going to get so much material. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what happens at uh, at the gatherings and where they play and sing these songs, I, I'm, I've always got a recorder. Oh, with and you me. record it. And, yeah, and I record, I go into the studio, put a beat behind mm-hmm. it. And it actually turns out the BPM and the speeds of it. When I put it in, it's like it's like Eurotrance mixed with like African. It's Thank crazy. Emma. That's that is crazy. It's that crazy, is. crazy, crazy. So some, it's, it's like something new. Yeah, it's something new. In fact, if I can just bring it to you guys one day and you you've can got play to, it. you've got to. You've got to. So so, that, so now this song on my album is basically that. Okay. It's a you know I I record the live life stuff so. I get the raw, raw, raw stuff mm-hmm. from there. And they don't mind that, you, that no. you're doing that? Do you have to pay them? Or? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, not at all. I mean, these are folk songs. These yeah. are songs that they, they sing, songs they sing all the time. And I think I've probably got a role to play in, in exposing and, sh- and showing the world, you know, what we are and how we are and yeah. just how wonderful it is and, and uh, introduce new things, you know. Maybe you can call it Singoma. Yeah. Or S- sing. Or, like- yeah, or S A. Which is South Africa and Ngoma means uh, song. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. S-A Ngoma. Yeah. Singoma. <laughs> you must check like Singoma. Singoma. <laughs> I don't know why when I say, when I speak. Or sang. When I say, when I say the, the, the Zulu words or whatever, yeah, yeah. that I always try and sound sexy. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> where does it come from? <laughs> I do not know. I do not know at all. <laughs> what is that? What did I just say? Saturday. You could be saying <laughs> Saturday never sounded so good. <laughs> oh dear, that's brilliant. So it's why what the, this show's coming up in October. I know you guys are super busy with corporates and that kind of thing. Well, and, in fact, and really you, preparing for it. Um, we're not taking it lightly. It's yeah. the biggest thing that's happening to to us and and our journey, and we want to grab it with both hands. So we're just preparing. We're mm-hmm. doing, you know, we we're rehearsing every day and doing vocal exercises and coaching and checking out the material and you know, yeah, yeah, and also and also the business side of things. So we really, really could do with the support of South Africans. This is the first. Uh, African act. I think you're going to pretty much like sell out very soon though. Well, so I'd really, really, that would be really cool. Mm, if we could. No, you will. Well, you have to, but I, th- I really think you will. It's a uh, 24th and 25th of October. Yes. Uh, and the tickets are reasonable 250 to 350, I suppose. 250s upstairs, 350s downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like at that. eight o'clock. You can get them at Compute Ticket if you want to get more information. There is um, also some more info on the Bala Brothers and the concert on showbiz in fullhd.co.za. But uh, get down there and support them. This is incredible. And you could be seen because I'm sure they'll do audience shots as well. People dig that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. If they can, they can be seen on TV in America. In America. In America. All of America. The whole, and the on, whole of America. Yeah, and on the DVD. I'm telling you, yeah, for and, all eternity. I mean, I mean we, have, 
we shot the live at Emperor's Palace, and uh, and I was thinking to myself, why don't they just show that? But their standards are just so different. Okay, they've got to do it their way. Yeah, and and shooting for PBS Mm-mm. is different. Yeah, There's a lot of close up. How many so. cameras do you, have they discussed Nine. with you? Nine. Yeah. My goodness, and you've got a live orchestra with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm busy. You're doing that and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! You know. Well, get your tickets, and I think uh, you will be disappointed. It sounds like a cool thing to get to. Uh, and go and check out the Bala Brothers, Luiso, Zwei, and Pelo. That's right. Doing their thing, and it's uh, going to be recorded for PBS and for the DVD. And that's incredible. Yes, and I think a lot of people have always said, we've never seen Bala Brothers. I think this is a chance. Yeah. So. Well, I, I'm sure people have kind of seen you guys on TV, but seeing you live is something completely, yeah. completely yeah. different. So that's that. But what, what else is planned apart from, apart from, I mean, you're really working towards this. Yeah, it's this. It's this. Yeah. It's uh, it's important, hey? It really is a big thing. Yeah, and work. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. So maybe an American tour will come out of this as well. Yep. <gasps> Depending on how much support it gets. Yes, for sure. So. But you guys work so hard. I, I always think it is a lifestyle. What you do is a lifestyle. Yeah. And if I you... Tried, re- I tried. I tried everything else. I, just, <laughs> I tried. It's the passion, though. That's I what it is. Say. You're born with it. Yeah. There's nothing you can do yet. But you're a good businessman too, and that helps. Zwei, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Cliff Central this morning. Thank, Thank you, you so much. For joining yeah, nice us. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Mabelengana, mm. and I can't Masibuyalani. even. Masibuyalani. Are we going to play one more? Or we don't know. But anyway, uh, I'm Helen Dubois. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. What a cool, cool show it's been with Zwei Bala. And don't forget, go and go and get your tickets. You can book a compu ticket for that show, 24th and 25th of October. In Johannesburg. Sorry for the people who aren't in Josie. I'm sure the Bala Brothers will come to a stadium near you soon or yeah, a yeah, theatre. Yeah. Get to CompuTicket now. Go to CompuTicket. That's to why. Compu ticket Tell to, them why. Between 250 Rand and 300 Rand. 350 Rand. Mm-hmm. It's available. The tickets are available. Yep. Yeah. And eight, 8 o'clock is the show, and you can go and check them out, and then it's going to America, and so are they. Don't leave us, though. No, no, no. We'll never. The Bala Brothers are... We will Nuva. We will Nuva. Yeah. Nuva. Uva. So there you have it. Um, thanks so much for hanging out with me, Helen Dubois. I'll see you soon. Stay tuned because Leanne Moll is up next with Heavy Petting. Thanks, Jeffrey. Pleasure. Love your work. Thank you.